Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, Dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So today's episode is a solo. And let me tell you, the amount of questions I have gotten on this topic is like sickening. Okay, you guys are thirsty to know all about reading and books. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I am obsessed with reading, okay? I I mean, you should probably know that just by listening to this podcast too if you are a listener, but I often talk about books. It's one of the questions I ask a lot of the guests who come on when I'm doing my rapid fire round right at the end of the interviews. So I love to read. And I know that reading is kind of one of those things that you may be wanting to do more of, you may be wanting to understand how to efficiently read, how to build a habit around reading. And so I'm going to get into all of that on today's episode. So let's just dive right in. So I guess I'll start on this topic, okay, which is fiction versus nonfiction. So I am honestly like when I got into reading, which is when I was very, very young. And the reason I did get into reading was because, you know, I was in school, like elementary school, third grade. I had no friends. And my teacher introduced me to Harry Potter. So Harry Potter became my best friend in third grade. And I don't know, from there, I just started to rely really heavily on books. Like, you know, even in high school, when I would do stupid shit and get grounded, I would just sit at home and read all day. So I think I just picked up the habit when I was younger and fiction is really what got me into reading really heavily. And, you know, even when I was in high school, I would go through like a book a month, if not more. And then I kind of let go of my, I guess, leisure reading habit when I was in university because I was studying so hard. But then again, like as soon as I graduated, I picked it right back up. So 
I read both fiction and nonfiction. And as I just mentioned, I got into reading, like got really serious about reading because of fiction books. But as I got older, I also got interested in nonfiction. And so now I read both. There was a period of time where I like skewed very heavily towards nonfiction, which is like, you know, growth, self-help, business. Like, you know, I was almost exclusively reading those books. But I think that you kind of need a balance of both, especially if you are going through quite a bit of reading. Okay, also side note, I'm just going to go on a quick tangent. I sound so out of breath right now. Oh my God. Because I'm in Courchevel and today's just a weird day. I feel like the altitude really got to me and I've just been feeling very faint and shaky. So if I'm like fucking heaving, I, I apologize. It's because I don't know. Apparently, like the altitude has really gotten to me today. All right. Okay. So fiction. I currently read fiction at night. And the reason I switched over to fiction and exclusively fiction at night before bed is because there was a period of time where I was going through or I I was reading a lot of nonfiction before bed, whether that was like business or gross, basically like reads that like really get you thinking. And I found that my quality of sleep was really suffering. So I was having trouble falling asleep because my mind was just so active. And so after kind of going through that and troubleshooting that, I was like, okay, obviously I can't be in high gear kind of thinking and ideating mode right before going to sleep. I just want to make sure that I'm winding down effectively. And so I started to read fiction books before bed. And it's it's not a lot of reading, honestly. Like I'll do like 15 pages. And if a book is really juicy, I'll like read for an hour before bed and then I'll go to sleep. But fiction books really just help me unplug. So I don't read anything too, too heavy, just like interesting, light, lighter reads. So I read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I really enjoyed. Daisy Jones and the Six by the same author. I'm forgetting the author's name, guys. I'm sorry. But if you look it up, you'll find her. And then currently I'm reading Jacqueline in Paris, which is also another really nice read. And for me, when it comes to fiction books, I still like kind of almost a historical fiction vibe. Okay, so I like to understand like exactly how the place was when this or like that that time period was when the book was written. So for example, with Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six, like they were kind of written, I believe like 1930s, 40s, 60s. So just you get an understanding of that time period, which I find really fascinating. And Jacqueline in Paris is also amazing. It's like 1940s in Paris. So I feel like it just transports me to a different time. So that's fiction. And currently I am using my Kindle to read. I, listen, don't come at me about the blue light. OK, I'll get blue light glasses. I probably should anyway. I don't know why I haven't. But look, we can't be perfect all the time. OK, and I feel like the Kindle is just an effective way for me to get through more books, because otherwise, every time I travel, I'd have to like haul all these books around. And it was just a whole mess. So I feel like the Kindle allows me to read. And yes, like I, I am obsessed with my Kindle. OK. Now, during the day is when I like to read or listen to nonfiction. Okay. So, you guys know I am often listening to my books on Audible. And I do this because I'm able to get through a lot more if I'm listening to audiobooks. So, one thing that you may want to take note of is what kind of learner you are. Okay. Because I am like someone who retains information a lot better when I'm listening to it 
versus when I'm reading it. Okay. So when it comes to nonfiction, I actually really like to listen to my books. And then I have like a note taking method, which I'm going to take you through as well. So with my book listening, I listen to it literally all the time. You guys know I go on walks basically all day long. I'm like a golden retriever. I'm always out on walks. I listen to books on walks. I listen to books while doing the dishes, any sort of like errands, which I hate doing. I'll listen to books because I'm just able to like tune out and focus on the book and not the task on hand, if that makes sense. So a lot of you have asked me and like spoken to me about how to keep track of what you're learning when you are listening. So number one thing I'll say is that, you know, you want to be cognizant of whether you are someone who listens and learns or reads and learns. So that's number one. So when it comes to retaining information and also ensuring that I'm actioning the things that I learn from my nonfiction books, because, I, you know, this is like a problem, right? Someone will read a nonfiction book and it's like self-growth or business or whatever, but then they read it and then they just forget about it. Right. And you don't actually action what you're learning. And so the, the whole point of reading these sorts of books is so that you can do something with that information. So here's what I do. I write down top three takeaways from the book after I finish. And that way, like those are like the, the kind of like most important things I've learned from the book. If I am just like walking casually and listening to the book, then I'll also sometimes like very like slow, like slow down my walk and write something that is like really profound that I've listened to in the book. Or if I'm in a rush, I'll just bookmark it. That's what I love about Audible because you're able to bookmark the sections that you find valuable and then return to it and like write down your notes or whatever if there was something like specifically important. And I do this for books that are like, I guess, like a little bit more science heavy because I want to make sure, for example, like if it's about hormones, like I want to make sure I know like what hormone is responsible for what just specific things. So that's when I bookmark. But otherwise, what I do typically is three big takeaways from the book. Then I do three things I can apply from the book because three takeaways is like they can be conceptual, right? But action steps, like like things I can apply to my life right now is a lot more like action oriented. So you have like three conceptual ideas, which were big takeaways. And then you have three things that you can apply to your life, like literally right now. So I find that that is just a really good technique. And then listen, I don't think there's any shame in going back to books to revisit them. Maybe you want to apply a new concept after you've done kind of actioning three of the things that you wanted to action to begin with. Whatever your reason, there's no shame in going back to a book. If you bookmark it, the great thing is that you can just go and like re-listen to those specific sections as well. So, you know, it's the same as like if you have a physical copy of a book highlighting it. And I'm not one of those people that highlights the whole fucking book because that just goes against the whole concept of highlighting. So I'm very selective about what I highlight in a book if I'm reading it like a physical copy, you know? One of the things that has been really exciting me is non-alcoholic cocktails, okay? So I after college was sober for about four years. And it wasn't because I had issues with alcohol or anything like that. It's just that I liked the feeling of feeling just very sharp in the morning. Um, back then, I had launched my blog while also working a full-time job. And so I couldn't 
spend my weekends feeling like hungover and anxious. I was up at six every day of the week, essentially working two jobs. And I found that cutting out alcohol helped me so, so much. Now, this may not be the case with you, okay? Maybe you are someone who does drink or, you know, maybe you're trying to cut down on how much you're drinking after the holidays or whatever your story is. But I just think that we deserve options. And so I'm so excited that I get to partner with Monday, which is an incredible company with non-alcoholic craft spirits, which include gin, mezcal, and whiskey. And these drinks that they have provide the look, feel, and taste of your favorite beverage so that you don't ever have to pick between enjoying a drink and being able to go out with your friends or whatever it is. Because I think a lot of the times what we want from alcohol is perhaps the taste of having your favorite beverage with dinner or whatever that is. And so I really like that a company like Monday has this like chic looking, delicious alternative to alcohol, which makes you feel really clear, really sharp the next day. Monday has a special offer for you guys. Okay. You visit drinkmonday.co slash dream bigger for 15% off your order. That's drinkmonday.co slash dream bigger for 15% off your order. Enjoy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Okay, so I'm just going to be talking a lot about nonfiction now, okay? When it comes to books, they fall into three different categories for me. So I think of books in the mind category, which is business, tangible skills, psychology, science, things that just sharpen your mind and just like kind of help you progress as a human being. Then I think of books for my body, which is nutrition, health, hormones, longevity, biohacking, essentially anything that I absorb that will help me kind of become a stronger, fitter human being. And then lastly, the last category is soul, which is all things manifestation, meditation, mindfulness practices, essentially things that bring me calm and peace in my life. And 
I try to balance my reading to make sure that I hit all three categories pretty evenly across the year. So, you know, if I come like, say, for example, I finish a book and I really like it. Audible will give you recommendations of like similar books and then I just kind of heart them and then I, I I read them or listen to them later. So that's how I kind of like grow my list in each category. And then also I love to get book recommendations from people I admire. So whether that's friends who I really love or, you know, people like people who I look up to often post books on their Instagram or their social media. I love to follow this one account on Instagram called Alex and Books. He has the best recommendations. So I've like realized that his reading style is very similar to mine. And so I always like trust the books that he recommends. And then you'll see that if you follow this podcast, I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, I always ask my guests at the end of our interview in a rapid fire question, what what is a book that you recommend? And the reason I do that is because the people I have on the podcast are successful people who, you know, I think have done an incredible job. And I think that the resources that they recommend are always, always helpful. So that's like another really good way to get book recommendations. Now, the thing that I think throws people off when it comes to reading is this I don't know. Like, I think we've just been conditioned to believe that we have to brute strength our way through a book that we hate. Okay. And I just want to kill this right now because fact of the matter is, if you are just brute strengthening your way through a book that you actually hate, you're probably not even absorbing the information properly. You're probably not agreeing with the concepts. So, why are you reading it? I. I remember like this was something that I realized, I think it was like six, seven years ago. And it was like a real kind of wake up moment for me. And I think it was Naval Ravikant who had talked about it either on a podcast or it was like one of his tweets or something. But he talked about just abandoning a book if you don't like it. And there should be like no shame or weird feelings about that. It's I think it's just something that happens in school where we're just supposed to read the books that the school gives us. And so we feel like we need to carry that over into our lives as well. And so I'm here to remind you that, listen, we don't have to finish books that we don't like to read. We're not children in school. You're an adult. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So leave that book and pick up another one because There are so many books, so many books in this world that just because you didn't like one doesn't mean that you're not going to find another one that you love. Right. So it's just like like I have read a book on, I don't know, like whatever given topic business. okay? and one author I really resonate with and another I just don't. And I, I just don't even think about the fact that I am, you know, abandoning that book. So if you are new to reading, if like don't feel like you have to finish a book just for the sake of having to finish it. If you can't get through it, don't worry about it. Just leave it and pick up a new one. You will find something that you love. So, okay. One of the big questions that I got was the like the best book of 2022. Now, I can't recommend just one. <laughs> because that would be insane. I read a lot of great books last year, but I have narrowed it down to three books. And I highly recommend all of you guys 
read all three of these. So number one is Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It is an incredible book about kind of stepping into the self that you want to be. And what I love about this book is that it's not it's not like a woo book, right? It's very grounded in psychology and it just helps you get to the best version of yourself. So I found that this was an excellent book. The second book that I really, really enjoyed was also kind of in the same vein, but also there's like differences. It's called The Alter Ego Effect. And I believe the author is Todd Herman. And it is all about stepping into your alter ego. So think, you know, Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. A lot of athletes do this. A lot of CEOs do this. And the reason they do this is because oftentimes in order to realize our full potential, we almost have to have certain personality traits that we may not have today. And so, for example, like if someone is quite timid and they are now the founder of a brand, they may feel kind of iffy or nervous going into negotiations. And so that's the whole point of the alter ego effect, that you go into the negotiations having tapped into a different personality altogether. It's like your alter ego. You create it. You define that you know, individual's personality traits. And then when you go into the boardroom for negotiations, you are no longer you. You are that person and you just leave behind the self that you know and you step into that version of you. So an excellent book. And by the way, real life example of that on Instagram or like actually one of my podcast guests is Serena Kerrigan. And she talks about this on the interview that I did with her, how she became Serena fucking Kerrigan. Right. And there was just like a whole shift. So she create like she she used the concepts in the alter ego effect. And I think that you guys will just really, really enjoy this book. I know that it has really brought me a lot of value. And actually, I've been using it so much while skiing, you guys like I have an alter ego. I'm not going to share the name because you're not supposed to, but like I have an alter ego that I step into while skiing because I'm learning to ski right now. And there's times where I feel so shaky and so nervous and I almost have to shed that part of myself and step into some someone else (laughs) in order to be able to do those slopes that I feel like really nervous about or like, you know, be able to take the drag lift, which is like dragging you up the hill or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. So it's just an excellent book, which I highly recommend. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And then the last book is Glucose Revolution by Jessie Inchaspe. And she's actually been on my podcast before. It is all about regulating your blood glucose levels and ensuring that you're not having these like massive spikes because I think oftentimes when we're trying to take control of our health in general, people do the wrong things and they're almost at odds with their body. Whereas like having good metabolic health and feeling your best should be kind of a process where you're working with your body, not willpowering your way through things, because that's why we fail at our health endeavors. So blood glucose regulation is an excellent way to do that. And Glucose Revolution goes over the whole thing. So it's a really, really excellent book. Now, the last thing that I want to touch on is how to make time for reading. Look, you guys, we make time for things that are important to us, okay? If Netflix is important to you, that's what you're spending your time on. So I refuse to believe that people don't have like 10 to 15 minutes a day to read. If it's important to you, you can find 10 to 15 minutes in your day to read. So how I find time to read is just in that way. Like I sacrifice, quote unquote, sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice for me because I actually enjoy it more. But I sacrifice on my TV time before bed to read instead because I enjoy it a lot more. Or I don't know, I listen to a book versus listen to music because again, that's important to me. Everyone's different. But like if you are trying to get into the habit of reading, All you need a day is 10 to 15 minutes or better yet, just, you know, commit to 10 pages a day that I don't know which is quicker, 10 minutes or 10 pages, but pick the quicker option and give yourself a month where you commit to that every single day. You'll see that it becomes a habit in no time. It it just is about developing that habit and ensuring that you make time for it. 10 to 15 minutes. Anyone can do it. Okay. So those are all of my recommendations for all things reading. I think I touched on everything that I've gotten questions on. And if you guys want more tips or like have more questions, DM me on Instagram. You know, you'll find me there and I can do a part two or answer any questions at the beginning of like another episode or whatever. But I think I did touch on everything. So I hope that you found this whole episode helpful. I hope that if, you know, you've been thinking about reading This is kind of your resource. And yeah, I just think that books make us better people. (laughs) And so I hope that you guys get into books the way that I am. All right. So with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.